Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Smash the like button. There, I didn't forget. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube page as well. If you're listening on a podcast app, please follow us and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would greatly appreciate that. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is going to join us in a little bit at the United Center. Hawks lose 6-3 to the New Jersey Devils. And boy, oh boy, that is what a contender versus a tanker looks like. That was, it was almost a miracle the game was was that close. Jonathan Taze returned, had an assist, uh, played 14 minutes. We're going to get to him, um, but let's just get to the game in general, Greg. Um, no surprise. I mean, coming into this game, This is kind of exactly what you'd expect from a high-powered, high-flying, fast, and deep team like the New Jersey Devils. And uh, the fact that it was as close as it was for as long as it was uh, is, once again, a testament to the Hawks' hard work. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. know. I'm running out of things to say. Yeah, really. It's the same. It is the same. It's the same story every night. Kudos to the Blackhawks for eventually playing hard. Uh, they had another kind of eh, first period. Yeah, the first was weird. Three shots on goal peri- yeah. like, through the whole period. Kind of reminded me of that, you know, a little bit of that first period with against the Blues or the, the, where things were kind of snoozy in the first period, and then the second period things opened up. They got It seemed like they got their legs after they gave up that first goal because they came back and responded pretty quickly. I think it was less than two minutes after that. Tyler Johnson tied the game. Yeah. Then they got the second goal, uh, the right goal, redirect goal, uh, quickly after that. But then it was like the Devils were napping for like a minute and a half. And then we're like, oh, just kidding. Here's three straight. They came (laughs) right back. And it seemed like every one of their goals was like some beautifully skilled play. Oh, my God. The Dougie Hamilton goal was was a great passing play. Uh, The... The second goal, that uh, the hollow goal, was made on a great play by Timo Meyer with the wraparound attempt. Uh, Jesper Bolquist, who we used to call second best Bolquist, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he's best. He's the Bolquist. best now. Yep. He made a great play just using his speed to get through a seam. Miles Wood was all over the place. I really like him. He's they were player. all everywhere all the time. They're well because they're really fast, they're fast and deep and good and young, and they've got everything going. For, like, and they are the perfect fit for Timo Meyer. Yes, he's exactly what they needed. Yep, they have the speed on the perimeters. They've got those highly skilled guys that can make the fancy passes, score the pretty goals. They were just missing that one guy that is highly skilled, but is also just a beast of a power forward type player, and that's what Timo Meyer is. And he showed it uh, with his, you know, goal. And, he, and and then he got checked in the head and was on the ice, yeah, and then came back and scored a goal. So when they got him, it was like yes, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. It is the perfect team for him to go to at the perfect time. Uh, and look, we've we've talked about it for the last few games, but like. The East is really deep and really experienced. And you look at teams like Boston and Tampa and Toronto, and I don't know if the Devils are quite there yet, but they're faster than all those teams. Yeah, they're kind of some. And they're younger, and they got nothing to lose. There's no pressure on them to win a cup this year. The Bowski Five says they remind, they remind him of the 2009 Hawks. I, I think that's a spot on. Very accurate. But they got their host a year early. Yeah, they did. Meyer is their host. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying he's the same type. Well, he's kind of type. Not saying he's as good as Hosa, but he's Similar, the same though. type of player. He was that that two way gritty player. They were they were missing, and uh, yeah, the Devils. They are a deep team. They've got up and down the lineup. They've got defensemen who can score. Everybody can skate, and they got them a coach that has done it. Yeah, he's taken it. Teams of the Stanley Cup final. He's been around forever. Sure, they were chanting the fire his ass three <laughs> three games into the season. Yeah, normal. Normal behavior. Well, you know, it's hockey. Th- yeah. That is one of my favorite things, though. They were chanting fire Lindy after, like, the fourth game of the season. And then, like, three weeks later, they were chanting, sorry, Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like that, that was cool. But I really like the Devils. They're just a gr- fun team to They're watch. Fun to I was for. looking excited. 
I was excited to go Me to this too. game tonight because I wanted to see them. And, yeah, I'm kind of extra into them because they're likely going to play the Rangers in the first round. And you know how I feel about those yeah, but blue shirt wearing scumbags. But we so need the Rangers to win. I don't care about any of that crap. <laughs> I don't care. We've got 75 draft picks this year. What difference does, you know, 30 slots make at this point? Well, I don't know. Rangers aren't getting to the to, to the conference final. It sure doesn't feel that way. I, unless, but they have the goalie to steal some games. Of course. Even though he hasn't been as sharp as he was last year, but that's the one thing with the Devils going into the playoffs that I would be a little weary is their goaltending. Blackwood's been good, but he's never done it at that level yeah. in, in the playoffs. Yeah, Uncle Daddy's not walking through that door. No, no. Steven, do you know Uncle Daddy? I have no idea. Also, I want to. What is this beard talk about in the chat? We'll get to that. Don't okay. worry. Um, Uncle Daddy is, is Mar- the nickname Mar- for Martin Brodeur, who divorced his wife and then married her sister. Oh, ironically, Vinny was just talking about this earlier. Yes, he's got and he's got kids with both. Yeah. Wow. So his kids can call him both Uncle and Daddy and not be wrong. That must be a really awkward Thanksgiving. <laughs> I would say so. Yes, yes. And then French Canadians. What are you gonna do? <laughs> it's the French part. I don't know. Uh, we all right. <laughs> the beard. The beard deal is. I was hoping people would forget about this because no one wants to see this. I will. I'm gonna have to get a microphone with like a giant mic screen so no one can see my face. If the Hawks finish with third or worse, you know, so worst, second worst, or third worst, I have to shave my beard off. I thought this year that they weren't going to be bad enough to finish in the bottom three. So I bet my beard on it, and it looks like my beard is screwed. So, Especially if the Sharks win the night. Get ready for that. No one wants this. My wife doesn't want it. I don't want it. How fast do you grow facial hair? Not, not as fast as I'd like. Okay. I need the Jujar Kara, like, just yeah. think really hard, and a beard grows. Uh, I would say it would probably be about a week before it would. you could call it a beard again. Oh, well, that's, see, for me, it's like three weeks. Okay. Well, the last time I shaved was my 40th birthday because I screwed up. I, like, made a mistake, and I'm like, well, I have to fix it, and there was no way to fix it, so I had to shave the entire thing. It's taken me 30 years and still nothing, so. (laughs) You got that little dirt stash going on. Dirt is a good way of putting it. You got that chocolate milk mustache (laughs) going on. You have the rumor of a goatee. (laughs) Just the slightest whisper of a mustache. I think I saw a rumor of a goatee open for uh, Marcy's Playground back in 1996. Uh, Bijan says his beard grows back in five minutes. Well, I need your, I need your, maybe I'll do like the Carlos Boozer on my face. Where it's like paint a beard on. Get some shoe polish. Yeah, shoe polish. Yeah. Yeah. Do they make orange shoe polish? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost as gray as it is orange these days. So, uh, yeah. Ira says, Jay, you were wrong big time. I remember that from earlier in the year. Yeah, that was. You were, you were pounding the drum that they weren't going to be as bad. And we were talking about this in the press box tonight. Talking about the Coyotes. We had that crossover show yeah. with our pals at PHNX. And I'm trying, I think... At the end of that show, we all predicted who was going to have the worst record, Coyotes or the Blackhawks. And I think I was the only one that predicted Blackhawks. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's official. It's clinched. The Black the Blackhawks will finish with fewer points than the Coyotes, no matter what happens. Well, the Coyotes are actually kind of decent. Yeah, that's just, they screwed themselves last year doing this same thing. Yeah. They got red hot in February. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, Drive Secure says shave it on the air. Yeah, that's the plan. There's there's a precedent for that. Sean I'm, well, I'm not going to do the Sean Anderson thing where I just shave it and leave it over to seats, though. Yeah, and Peck shaved his stash in the in this chair, too. I had to bring in my Beard King. You ever see a Beard King? No. It's literally like, imagine when you go get your hair cut and they put the bib on you. But on the end of the bib, it has like... Uh, Suction cups, so you stick it to your mirror. I have one. And then you shave, and it just falls right into the you, thing, and you fold it up like a taco, dump it into the garbage, boom. You t- explained this to me, and I bought one. It's I the best it. eight ninety nine I ever spent. It's, it's a great product, <laughs> and I made sure I moved it into my new house so, nice. I didn't, so I don't have the missus getting mad at me for all the little beard here in the sink. That is why Even I... Even though our bathroom has two sinks, so I technically can make mine as gross as I want. No, but don't do that. I'm not doing that. It's, no. not, wor- it's not the hill to die on. All right, well, let's talk about, uh, well... Yeah, there was a game tonight. Yeah, there was a game. We should talk about Jonathan Taze. We have a poll going right now, and I was thinking about this on the way in. We're giving you two options. Would you rather have Jonathan Taze retire or play for another team? Vote on our web poll there. We're not going to say re-sign with the Blackhawks because it's not happening, and he knows it's not happening. So the options are, would you rather see Jonathan Taze retire or play for another team? 
And uh, honestly, I'm answering this. I'm saying I'd rather have him retire. I know it's selfish. I know it's crappy. I don't want to see him play for another team. Like when they announced him today, I got a little choked up. I'm going to be honest. I, I know you're not supposed to cheer in the press box, but can you get choked up? I voted to retire as well just because I think it's the right thing for him to do at this point. And does he really want to go through another training and try to get himself back? We, we, we heard him talk about, you know, everything it took for him just to get back to this point. Is it worth for him doing that all off season to go be a fourth line nobody somewhere no. else? Because that's what he's going to be. Well, he was a fourth liner tonight. He was for a little bit, and then he put him on a top line, and <laughs> yeah. it kind of worked. Yeah, weird. But the How thing is, I'm with Reese Johnson and Austin right. Wagner. Huh? But the thing is, like, if he's here, he can be bad, and everybody's still going to cheer him because it's Jonathan F. and Taves. Yeah, he's the last guy from that era. He's a legend here. Just. Retire, He's a legend, and oh, no, then I agree. walk around the skyboxes, kiss babies, shake hands, become the new... Because basically right now, it's him and Savvy. There's not, like A lot of the ambassadors are no longer with us. No, you got to get a new group. Chelios, Chelios is around. Sorta. He's around. Yeah. You need to get a new group. You definitely do. Who else should be in... That's a fun off-season show. Save it. Who, who should be? No, I don't, blow it now. I don't want to hear yeah. it. I don't want to hear it from anybody. Uh, by the way, the fans agreeing with us, Greg, 87% yeah, would prefer to see I don't see think Jonathan anybody Taze wants retire. to. See, if he was still playing at an elite level, I probably would be okay with him going for one more run. Yeah. Somewhere, but he's not. I just think. And I don't want him to go somewhere and just get ripped to shreds because he's not Jonathan Taves anymore. Right. And it's I not just, worth it. Why tarnish your already impeccable hall of fame resume yeah and if there's one dude from this dynasty who should not play for another team i know patrick kane was a better player for longer than jonathan taves but when they were all at their best he was the best hands down he was the dude the captain and he should only just as just as stan makita only played for the blackhawks and bobby hole went on to play for some other teams yep and in other leagues, even Jonathan Taves should retire a Blackhawk. And I don't, and I mean, not some ceremonial thing four years from now, right. like a one day contract. Oh. I mean, Jonathan Taves should not play for another team. Yeah, we, Charlie Olson in a Detroit sweater is blasphemy. Well, he actually played in Detroit longer than he played here. So. How about that? He was a Red Wing longer yep. than he was a Hawk. Yep. That's crazy. It is. It's, I still like every couple of years I double check that. I'm like, I can't be right. Am I nine, misremembering played nine that? seasons with the Hawks? Ten. With Detroit. It's because he was washed up at the end of his Hawks career. Absolutely. Good Lord. Uh, we should also mention Lucas Reichel, who had a goal in this one. Um, not a huge night on the stat sheet for Reichel, aside from the goal. Uh, one shot on goal. No other shot attempts. Uh, had a block shot and only took one face off. But, man, when he's on the ice, he is just noticeable every shift and what's impressed me i've talked about this a little bit so tonight i really decided to kind of focus on it his work on the boards is really solid he's really improved in that and i think he's got kind of a knack for the stick lift and the poke check and like those sort of things he's never going to out physical somebody along the boards but i like the way he's kind of used uses his stick uses his speed uses all the tools he does have to win those board battles. I've been impressed. I think he's looked really, really solid. Yeah, and I liked the goal he had tonight was him. He he got in the zone. Anthony Sioux had the puck. He recognized the play. He headed to the front of the net, got his stick out, and was rewarded. It wasn't yeah, it was, the high skill. So he's showing he's you. He's a greasy goal. He's showing you he can make those kind of plays too. He's got the dynamic offensive skill, but he's also got the sense to realize, okay, get to the net. And, and let's see what happens. And he's not afraid to get to the net. And, and you're talking about his work along the boards. Just imagine how much better that's going to be when he actually is like NHL, has NHL size and strength. Yeah. I uh, mean, Luke Richardson said that in the postgame presser. Even uh, if he adds f like 10 to 15 pounds, it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, Luke said that after the Blues game. Um, that was the last game before this, right? Yeah. Uh, he had said, um, you know, when he gets a full summer, 
here and training, and when he gets that size and strength that he needs, he's going to be, he said, a dominating player. So that see, Luke, Luke he doesn't say his words. Luke doesn't he's not say those say dominating things. loosely. He doesn't say those type of things just to say it and put it out there. He he knows when to praise a guy, and he knows when to kind of say a lot by saying nothing. Yeah. Mario standing by. We're going to get to him in a second. Ronaldo asked, is Reichel the son of the Calgary player? Robert Reichel is Lucas Reichel's uncle. He's Christian Reichel's dad, who Alex Vlasic beat up the other day. Yeah, yes. Yes. Reichel, Robert Reichel is Christian Reichel's father. Yes. Yes, and, and Lucas Reichel's uncle. Yes. And Martin Brodeur is his son his and daughter's uncles. uncle and dad at the same time. <laughs> Full circle. All right. Are we clear on everything? We got the Uncle Daddy thing <laughs> sorted con- out. Who's confused? <laughs> All right. Before we bring in Mario, we want to remind you that we here at CHGO are supported uh, financially and emotionally by the Goose Island Beer Company. They have been Chicago's beer since 1988. You can see here we've got the Blackhawks uh, Ale. We've got the Bulls. We've got the 312, the flagship, the 312. Absolutely great. I had one of the uh, the Goose Lemonade Shandies this weekend. Those are good. I like those a lot. And, you know, when you got like a 70-degree day for 25 minutes, you got to take advantage and crack the Lemonade Shandy. It's all so damn good. But that Bull City 312, that's that limited release, and it matches the 2022-23 City Edition uniforms with the municipal. Municipal is the word I'm looking for. Why? The Ode to Chicago's Architecture, it's awesome. The Bourbon County Stout, the Beer Hug IPA series is new. The Green Line, that is my wife's favorite. If she sees a Green Line tap, that is what she's getting every time, and I can't really blame her. The Matilda, all wonderful stuff. Goose Island's two local locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer flight from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger yes please and a fresh beer yes please of the week at the original Clybourne brew house at 1800 north Clybourne for reservations and pickup go to gooseisland.com slash locations goose island beer company you know i know there are other sports going on in the world today besides the blackhawks uh and we were able to actually see that exciting ending of the uh florida atlantic san diego state basketball game as our pick of the week went up in flames in the blink of an eye uh <laughs> yeah i saw but it. jay had it on the on his uh crystal clear laptop hd that's picture, right thanks to the amazing people over at fubo and and jay i know you've you tried the free trial and you cut the cord and said this is my this is my new tv provider yes. so I'll allow you to tell our listeners why Fubo is so awesome. I had a seven-day free trial, and on the third day, I called the cable company and said, F off. I want Fubo in my life because it's awesome. 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. Like Greg said, I had the laptop open. We were watching the Final Four on my laptop. Easy peasy. Could not have been easier to do. You can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial at FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch your local teams while traveling. And here's the best part. If you want to cut the cord and you're a Chicago Cubs fan, Fubo is the only streaming service that has marquee sports network so if you want to cut that cord you got to get fubo and of course it has all the blackhawks games on nbc sports chicago use the link in our description to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro that's fubotv.com slash chgo you have the jay zawoski guarantee that you will love fubo because i do and i'm right most of the time sometimes when it comes to sitting on my ass and watching TV, I'm really good at it. So, yeah, go get Fubo. You will you will greatly enjoy it. FuboTV.com slash C-H-G-O. All right, let's go out to the United Center and bring in the youngster, the uh, the, the, the young guy on our line. It's Mario Tirabasi. What's up, Mario? Some said the Lucas Reichel of this show. Some have said that. <laughs> I know you have, and... 
Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, but that's yeah. I mean that's some. One is some. One is uh, some. That's yeah. correct. One of three is some. Yes, that is, that is yeah. math. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was a this was a fun night. Take the score away. It was a fun night. Um, Jonathan Taze is back. He played well, and that's really the uh, the story of the night. I think um, we talked to him after the uh, after the game and talked to Luke Richardson, and and both of them said you know, kind of the, along the similar lines that, uh, you know, he, he, he played well and it took some time to progress. Uh, first period was different than the second and thirds. And in and, and the third, you saw him paired up with uh, Lucas Reichel and Andreas Athanasiu. So indicative of how he was both feeling and playing. Um, so it's a good sign. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that, how tonight's performance can uh, translate over the, uh, the road trip, which that's still the plan for him to go on. Um, so we'll see, but uh, it was, it was a good, good sign for him to come back tonight, play well. And um, Hey, a, a loss is good for the tank. So it's, it's not a bad night at all. Yeah. So Taze played exactly 14 minutes, had an assist minus one, a shot on goal, another missed shot and one eight and lost four of his faceoffs. So, you know, I think if we were to sort of had we had a pregame show and kind of set the expectation for Taves, I think we probably would have said over under half a point, right? And I think 14 minutes feels about right for a guy coming back from missing, you know, over a month uh, in his first game. I kind of like the way Richardson deployed him tonight. And as the game went on, he got to play with uh, Reichel and Athanasiu and and looked effective. I know he, he almost set up Jason Dickinson for a nice goal, too. Um, so, hey, for a guy who hasn't played in, in that long, I think it's about what you can expect with any sort of fairness. Yeah. yeah. I, Absolutely. Go ahead, Greg. I, I had no expectations for him coming into this game because I think it would have been fair, unfair to really know to, to hold him to some sort of standard considering mm-hmm. not playing for, what, 30 games? Well, I don't know how long, three months, two months, whatever it was. January is the last time we saw him play, right? Yep. Or was it February? January I, I no, 28th. January 28th? Yeah, okay. Yeah, January. February, so two months. Three, three. Yeah, whatever. I have no concept of time anymore, people. <laughs> Zero. Get I don't know what calendar. day it is. I don't know what month it is. I just know it was a long a time A long ago. time. A long-ass time. It was more than a week. Yes. I know that. Anywho, for him being gone for however long he was gone, and, you know, it, you just didn't know what to expect. So I, I, I was just basically like, I'm just happy to see him on the ice again. And everything after that is gravy. And he played he played well. That's fine. You know, we were laughing. Mario and I were laughing. He lost the opening face off. And we're like, well, well, you know, <laughs> all that for nothing. But, you know, just joking. And it was funny because there was a play in the first period. He was on the power play. And he looked like he had himself a nice shot right there in the slot. And he elected the pass. I think it was over to Jason Dickinson. Yep. And the crowd like groaned. <laughs> They're pissed. <laughs> and they were. I don't. But it wasn't. They weren't mad because he passed. Well, they were mad because he passed. But they weren't mad at him. I think everybody wanted to see him score. Yeah. Exactly. And they were like, "Oh, what are you doing? We want you to score. Screw the other seventeen guys on this team. We want you to score. Remind us of the old days. Yep. Make them play Chelsea J- Dagger. You know, we're not going to get many more opportunities for this." So it, it did feel a little nostalgic to have him on the ice, to hear his name in, in the warm-up and the pregame introduction. Uh, it was a little weird, the names that they na- they said before, <laughs> before they got to him. It was a little bit of a, no offense to future ca- Captain Reese Johnson and, and Austin Wagner, but not exactly the same starting lineups we've been used to hearing him in. But really cool that he got out there, got the ovation, and everybody knew there you yeah. know everybody in the building knew that that was that was the reason to be there and he didn't dis- he didn't didn't disappoint me because i had no expectations you can't be disappointed when you have nothing to expect but i i can't i don't think anybody left out there uh, left no. that game mad that jonathan taves played no i'm just i'm really glad we get the opportunity to see him again and before we continue why don't we play uh, his post game uh, interview i know mario you sent this in Thank you for that. We got it. We might as well hear from the captain himself. Here's Jonathan Taves after tonight's uh, 6-3 win at the hands of, 6-3 loss at the hands of the Devils. Do you are you are you you know, did you feel like you were yourself out there or are you still kind of finding your way? Definitely finding my way a little bit, but you know, I think first period was rough. It's a fast team. 
fast game. No matter what, when you, you miss some time, uh, there's going to be some catching up. And, and uh, I think second, third period, I started to feel a little bit more comfortable. And I think sometimes when your, your timing gets better, then you're, you're not overexerting yourself as well. So, um, yeah, I think overall, um, definitely feel like I'm in a good place progressing uh, since the, the time off. And now it's just uh, working to try and get better every game uh, for the rest of the year here. Are you a little curious about how you'll feel tomorrow, day after, or do you think you have a pretty good sense of that already? Pretty good sense of it. But, you know, I've been saying I'll take it a day at a time, do the little things I've been doing, and stick with that process, and, uh, you know, just do what you can. A you shot or a pass to Athens to you? <laughs> Definitely wasn't a shot, so it worked out. A couple times I had a chance to shoot, so I think that was the right time to try and find him there. <laughs> Did you appreciate like that reception uh, before the game? Sorry? Did you appreciate that reception you got before the game? Yeah. Yeah, it's, again, I'm just trying to, to focus and, and uh, concentrate on the game. But it's no doubt you hear that and you step on the ice, so it felt good to 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 get that coming back tonight. So, unfortunately, we couldn't find a way to win. So, uh, either way, it's, uh, it feels good to, to receive that from those fans and keep playing hard for them. What was it like on the bench for you, talking to the players, getting an idea of what was going on with them and yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it, you could say there's a lot going on. A lot has changed since uh, I last played, and um, a lot of new faces, and a lot of young guys that I think at that times are they're all showing a lot of promise, a lot showing that they can make plays. And um, you know, it's not easy though when you have so many new players. And, Trying to learn systems, trying to get on the same page. Everyone trying to get comfortable. Um, sometimes your your individual game gets better. The more five guys uh, can be predictable for each other out there, and so that's that's a challenge that uh, you can see that that you know we're working as a team to overcome. But there's even tonight, I think that's a really good team. And shots didn't look so good. Obviously, Alex uh, Al had a, a great game. Some big stops for us, but. Uh, you know, there's there's some plays here and that show that you know these guys uh, are thinking and, and uh, can make plays at this level. Scott asked you this morning if you were going to feel nervous. Did you actually feel a little nervous at all? Uh, I think there's always a little bit of nerves uh, before a game like that, and you know, I feel like it didn't take me long to to just relax and, and have fun and, and just kind of uh, go out there and make the plays I see in front of me and, and trust my teammates and trust my line mates and. Uh, just one of those things where you're off for that long, it's like that why? Because Yeah, for sure. I think it's a major factor in that. There's Jonathan Taves after the game today. Nothing too earth shattering in there, but uh you know, doesn't seem mad about it. I think just probably feels the same way we do. Like, yeah, that's about what we expected. Yeah, and I mean, he talked. You know, he says he knows how he's going to feel tomorrow. It's 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 kind of just a a day by day thing here, and and like we've said, like just him getting back to a place where he felt healthy enough to uh, to get back on the ice, play well, play effective. Like that's 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 a great sign. And now they they head out on the uh, three game road trip now, and we'll see how. Uh, We'll see how things go for him, and hopefully it's hey, hopefully it's three more performances like this, uh, and then there's you know two more home games left the, the rest of the year, and, and hopefully they he can play throughout the the rest of the season. I think that's that's something that Blackhawks fans are are hoping for, and and I don't know if it's just we want Taze to look like old Taze because that's that's not happening. They just want, and and I think we all want to see him playing well, being healthy. And enjoying his life because I, I think, you know, we get we get sucked into the you know the hockey side of things a lot, and sometimes can forget about what some of these guys go through, and mm-hmm. especially with Taze, how public it has been with what he's been going through. Um, it's you, you know with, with him at this point, you just kind of take the take take a full picture of the of the human side of things. You just want to see someone be able to to live, you know, a, a healthy and and fulfilling life and and from his words this past week it seems like that wasn't really the case this this season or last season it's it's been a struggle it's been a grind for him to try and and have the life that he's built for himself over the last well his entire life uh, as a hockey player so you just want him to be uh to be feeling good feeling healthy and, and and good enough to be out on the ice so 
Um, I think uh, if, if, if that can be the case, that's, uh, that's all we can hope for as the final games of the season roll along here. Yeah, and updating the web poll we have going right now, uh, 85% of people say they'd prefer to see Taze retire versus play for another team. So, uh, you know, he hasn't been definitively talking about retiring, but if you kind of read between the lines, it does sound like he's a guy kind of, I think he knows that's probably where it's headed. You know, uh, I, I think maybe he has a little bit of hope in his heart that, hey, maybe I can come back and this thing's finally beaten. But I think he's a smart guy. He knows he knows what his future is going to look like. And I think, too, Greg kind of alluded to this earlier in the show, Mario, that, like, if he goes to another team, he's not going to have the benefit of the doubt that he has here. He's not going to have the, like, hey, man, you were great a long time ago. We love you forever, no matter what. Like, Patrick Kane, when he went to the Rangers – it was a tough start for him. People were on him immediately. Like New York was that New York doesn't care about three cups in Chicago. They won their cup this year and Patrick Kane was not performing well enough to their standards. And sure, maybe New York fans are pudwax or whatever. That's certainly a factor. True. But like if Jonathan Taves goes and signs with Colorado or Boston or whatever, there are going to be expectations for him to play well and contribute. People aren't just going to be like, hey, man, whatever whatever you've got left in a tank, we'll take it. That's going to happen here and here only. And it certainly doesn't seem like the Hawks have much interest, and I really, nor should they, in bringing him back beyond this year. It felt like it was the start of saying goodbye, just yeah. the presentation tonight. You know, They made sure they got him getting on the ice for pregame warm-ups to get the cheer. Yep. They made sure they got him getting on the ice before the game. Uh, there was a video. It wasn't a video tribute per se to him, but that, it's like, like a highlight film. It was like something. a highlight package during the first yeah. TV timeout when they usually do the video tributes to like the returning ex player, and then they show him on the bench after that to get another cheap pop. And I was like, okay. And then jokingly, this is a joke, but they do the high low game uh, in, in, yeah, with, with the, the with the car, fans yeah, when they the show they numbers. flip over card with the jersey number and the and the fan has to guess higher or lower to win a prize for each one they're right. And the last one was 19 Jonathan Taves. So I jokingly said, oh, it's the last card. It's his last. <laughs> it, there it is. He's retiring. It's literally in the cards. Uh, but it just felt like they're getting ready to to say goodbye. Uh, one way or the other. Yeah, they're saying goodbye. They're, the Hawks are saying goodbye to Jonathan Well, Taves. he looked emotional during the anthem, too. And it, they, they panned his face a little bit. And I... I think I saw him sigh and kind of, I don't want, I'm not trying to like Zapruder film this thing, but like it did look like he was maybe getting choked up or a little bit emotional being on the ice for an anthem. And look, that could be, I haven't played for two months. I've felt like crap. I could barely get out of bed and I'm back here. And that would be an emotional thing for anybody, right? Like if one of the three of us had COVID real bad or whatever, and had to miss a month of shows, that first show back would be an emotional thing for any of us. So right. like, you know, it's understandable, but I think, of course, we're trying to read the tea leaves and stuff, but this feels like Jonathan Taves was doing everything in his power to come back and finish this season so he can just say goodbye the way he wants to. And this season ends with a home game against the Flyers, and how effing fitting is that? I mean, to, to, to finish your career, potentially, against the team you beat to win your first Stanley Cup. I, I I think that that's beautiful. Yeah, and they should bring Kimo Team in and back for it. <laughs> Why not bring him? Bring the whole bring the whole lot back. Yeah, I I think you know just kind of listening to him this week. Um, you know, he talked Tuesday, yesterday, today. Um, you know, as well. It's just just listening to him uh, talk about contemplating his future and and as much as he. It's it's funny I. I just listening to him this week, he says, you know, oh, I haven't, I haven't thought about it that much. Haven't thought about it that much. But then he also says like conversations I've had with all these guys that have gone through, you know, the ends of their careers and, and trying to figure out when, when it is, you know, when it's over and, and how do you know when it's over? So yes, he's thinking about it. There's no way he's not thinking about it. Um, but one thing he did say this week, uh, I believe it was, was yesterday. Um, John Dietz of the, of the Daily Herald asked him, you know, would it, would it be, uh, would it be in the plans to, to kind of just tell fans like, Hey, this is, this is it for me. 
um, so everyone can kind of understand what's 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 going on these last few weeks. And he said something to the uh, effect that you know he's he's not really going to make that kind of decision during the season. Um, he said that he was going to kind of give it this summer and see uh, see how his body responds. So I, I I don't know if we're going to get a definitive April thirteenth is Jonathan Taze's last game. Um, but I think we probably know it's his last game as a Blackhawk, and then we'll see what happens from there. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think from from hearing him speak this week, it really does seem like it's it's kind of hitting them that this is kind of the the last uh, last go of it, um, not only in Chicago but probably in the NHL because like you guys are talking about, like I don't know what a team sees to invest in him, uh, and and. I think if you're a cup contender, which I think for Taze, it's probably where he would want to go because if he's going to go through this kind of, you know, grueling physical and mental toll, it wouldn't be for just going out there just to do it. He would want to do it for a chance to win one more cup, go out on on, on top of the hockey world if he could. Um, but as a cup contender, are you looking at Jonathan Taze and saying, oh, we'll give you the veteran minimum, be a third, fourth line center, be one, just one of the guys in the locker room, but also you're kind of rolling the dice on his health. Like, you know, do you want to make that kind of investment in Taze? And then here comes, you know, the all-star break or the trade deadline, or, you know, here's the middle of March. And he says, Hey, I got to shut it down for a couple weeks because my body can't handle it right now. And you're a team in the middle of a playoff hunt. So it's, it's, I think there's a lot to consider uh, both on his end of things and, you know, also weighing what his options would be outside of Chicago. And I, I, I don't think they're, they're plentiful. Uh, gravely asked the question, like, why don't we want him back? And I, I'll say this, like, if the Hawks sign him to a one-year deal next year, like, okay, it doesn't hurt anything. But I think for a guy who says – there's days I can't get out of bed. And earlier this week, he said, I can work and do everything I can to just get back on the ice and, and feel okay. But he said, to what end? And that's the thing. To what end? Like, why would Jonathan Taze want to come back, put himself through this again to have the third worst record in hockey instead of the first worst record in hockey? Like, it doesn't accomplish anything. And No Roids brings up a good point, too, saying if he restarts in some other city, He's restarting with new trainers, new doctors, new people that don't know how to treat him. And don't forget, as frustrated as we've been with the Blackhawks organization for a lot of things as of late, in terms of medical, trainers, those sort of player resources, they are unmatched in the NHL. They are like, maybe there's two or three organizations that can hold a candle to the resources the Blackhawks offer these players. So if Jonathan Taves goes to Colorado, it's not the same thing, but let's just think, what did Ryder Ralston say about the Avalanche compared to the Blackhawks in terms of resources, in terms of commitment? Like, it's just a different thing, and it is a complete restart. Look, we talk about how hard it is for Patrick Kane, who is still arguably in the tail end of his prime, but... You can see his prime in a rearview mirror, right? All he had to do is move teams. He's still performing at a high level. He doesn't require special medical care. For Jonathan Taves to go to another city, that's a whole new group of people having to learn how to handle him and, and, and deal with it. And again, he doesn't have that built-in, we love you, we'll do whatever it takes to take care of you thing in other cities that he has here. Another team in the league might be like, we don't want that. We don't want that headache. If if we're up against the cap and we're trying to win the Stanley Cup, we're not going to give Jonathan Taze a million dollars. We're probably better off with a million dollars of cap space to maybe keep around the deadline and bring somebody in. Jonathan Taves is nothing but a risk. And if the Hawks want to bring him back for a year and see what happens, cool. It's not going to hurt anything, but, like, just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, just listen, move, Like, why? You don't trade Patrick Kane midseason to bring Jonathan Taves back. They're ready to move on from that era. I think it's abundantly yes. clear. The Blackhawks are ready from the on-ice perspective to say those days are over. It's a rebuild. Because as we talked about with Kane and Taves earlier, 
When you're when you're Lucas Reichel, how can you become a real leader on this team when you just Jonathan freaking Taves is sitting there. Yeah. The greatest captain in team history. It's hard to like kind of like take over a leadership role because you feel like you're stepping on his toes because it's still his stepping on his teams. Yes. I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot, and no, I don't think anybody here is like actively trying. Yeah, we to don't want push him gone. Him it, gone. It, if it, he was still productive and if he was healthy, sure. But at this case in point, it's more of like. We want Jonathan Taves to retire because he's bad. No, no. we kind of want him to just start taking care of himself so he has a long, productive life away from hockey. Just think, like, he's, what, 36? I wish I was his age. 35. He has so much life ahead of him. So, like, I think it's hard for some of these guys to to imagine their careers beyond hockey because it's all they've known since they're three or four years old. And when you're in the NHL and you're... 13 or 14, you've got a pretty good idea that you're going to be a pro, right? At what level? Sure. But like, that's the age where junior hockey starts to get in the conversation. And like, I've asked the Hawks players this before. Like, when did you know you were going to be pro? Yeah, I was probably 13, 14, 15 years old when I had a real good indication. I was going to have a shot at making the NHL. Like that's reality. So for these guys to look like Jonathan Taves elite at hockey, probably his entire life says, what do I do without this? And that's, I think, a, a big factor for a lot of guys. But to me, Taves is uniquely intelligent, uniquely thoughtful, especially when it comes to hockey players. I think that he knows what's going on. I don't think he wants to say, I'm going to retire. Because I don't think Jonathan Taves is the kind of guy who wants the big farewell tour and the gifts from the other organizations and the acknowledgement. I, I don't think he wants that. I think he wants his final home game. If he announces it at all this year, it'll probably be right before that game against the Flyers. You know, I don't think he wants to make this whole farewell tour thing. Because those that know, those that have been paying attention, like everyone at the UC tonight, they know. They know that this could be their last chance to acknowledge him as a player. He'll get it one way or the other. And, yeah. and listen, Jonathan Taves is going to have a long life inside of hockey when he's done playing. He can... The Blackhawks will say, hey, whenever you're ready, whatever role you want, we'll get it done for you. Like, we'll make it happen for you. Um, you know, he can, if he wants to be in a development role coaching-wise, you know, he, him and Chris Kunitz can make the passes all day at, at practice. <laughs> if he wants to be in management role, you know, hey, you'll make it work. You tell Jonathan Taves, listen, when you're ready – Whatever job you want, yeah, we'll make it for you. So you, 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 I don't think even, you know, if this is his final year, it's far from the last time we're ever going to see him be part of this organization. Yeah, even if the, it's just an ambassador role, or if he wants to have a little more meaningful job and continue in the career, you know, Stanley Cup winner winning. Uh, centers who wore number 19 for a long time for the same team. There's a couple of them who have been good yeah, general managers. Right. So uh, maybe that's what he was like. Hey, man, give but, him a shot in the booth. You don't have a commitment from full-time from Patrick Sharp. How bad can he be? He might just mumble <laughs> through the whole game, but whatever. <laughs> we'll see. But, I mean, uh, on the on the topic of, you know, life after hockey, um, I believe it was yesterday, he was asked about, you know, the the, the – very under advertised legends cup that was uh here the other night and um you know a lot of former blackhawks a lot of former teammates uh of tazes were, were playing in that and he actually got a chance to talk with some of those guys and catch up with them and you know he was asked about you know just seeing them and, and talking with them does that kind of give you a, a kind of a glimpse of like what what life is after hockey and he said well i'm, I'm trying not to let myself get there and go down that rabbit hole just yet about, you know, thinking about what life after hockey is. But, you know, seeing those guys and, and talking with them, he did say he got some perspective of, of, of what retirement is like and kind of the, the, finale, the finality of, you know, what, uh, what ending your hockey career uh, kind of comes with. So, again, it's, a, it's, it's something that clearly has to be on his mind. 
uh, and and kind of in in his consideration. So, yeah, I think that the if if the Blackhawks want to give him an opportunity to be part of the uh, part of the organization, something more than just an ambassador, um, I think he he by all means will have that opportunity if he wants it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's we've we've seen many former players. Uh, go into front office roles and, and have a lot of success. And we've seen a lot of, you know, former Blackhawks kind of come back. Like you said, Chris Kunitz, Brian Campbell. Like the, there's, the, if, if he wants to have some role, it'll be, it'll be there for him other than just having his, uh, his, his statue outside the UC and his number in the rafters. Yeah. He probably saw Kyle Calder at that game who was down my size and uh, was like, Oh, that's what life after hockey's like, huh? Oh, no. That's what a that's what a double XL nineteen. He was not my like. size. No, he was not your size. He was not even my size. No, it was bigger, small. What are you saying? Bigger. Oh boy, he's getting he larger. <laughs> Tony Amante. <laughs> he is like gone full full to Chuck. Ooh, <laughs> never go full to Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, I'll 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 t- tell you. Uh, I'll tell you a comment I heard. Uh, I, off the air, I'm not going to put that on. Oh, no, right. no, no. How it, many likes do we have to get to tell the story? I'm on not going to do it because it's going to get a, it's going to get a <laughs> beloved figure in trouble if I say. All right, it. all right, all right. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, he's a big one. But you know, what I was thinking about as you were talking about that, Mario. Brian Bickle is a guy who, you know, I know he was never the level of player Jonathan Taze was, but similar in that his career ended by things out of his own control. You know, the, the health just forced him out of the game. And he has had kind of a – he's not really involved in hockey anymore, but he's doing some things that he's passionate about, you know, with the with the, with the the pits, taking, you know, doing a dog thing and just kind of living life. And he's around, you know. You see Brian Bickle that, pop around. every yeah. game. I saw him come like, off the ice. You know, I, I think – I could also see Taze as we talk about, like, yeah, he'll probably have a life in hockey. I see him just saying, you know what, I'm going to go fish. I'm going to go fish for the next 50 years. I'll come around for alumni games and stuff, but yeah, he'll be the most popular guy at the convention every year. Yeah, right. I don't know. It, it's just uh, and and um, gravely mentioned it a few minutes ago. Like after we were talking about, it, he said, I, "I just don't want to see him go." And none of us want to see this end. We don't want to see the dynasty end, but it's over. It's just so like it's it, 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 it's it's been over. It is over. And like I think the easiest way to move on is to not have those remnants of the dynasty on the ice or in the room right. or it's and i don't think you know jonathan taves is preventing new leadership from stepping up or that he would hurt a rebuild it's just i don't know it's just time i think everybody's kind of ready to just be like put it behind us it's a happy memory and you don't want to just extend this and go through another year of misery and pain like literal pain with jonathan taves just because it's uh, the only person undefeated in the history of pro sports is Father Time. Yeah, he wins every he wins every time, and it's it's probably time to. It's been eight years since the 2015 Cup. Yeah, eight years. That was their last postseason win, series win. Was that 20? I'm not counting the garbage five game series in the in the bubble. The last real playoff series win was the 2015 Stanley Cup. Yep. Yeah. That's it. All right. Let's wrap this up uh, with Mario. Let's let him hit the road and get to our four Four stars stars of the game. Because there was a game tonight. Your number three star for the Blackhawks, Andreas Athanasiu. He had a goal and assist. That's two points. Uh, 16-16 of ice time. Two shots on goal, and uh, he won two and lost six faceoffs, but he's not the center, so you can forgive him for that. Your number two star, Dougie Hamilton. A goal, an assist, 18-24 of ice time, four shots on goal, four more shot attempts, a missed shot, and two giveaways. Dougie Hamilton has 20 goals on the season. He's pretty good. And your number one star, the superior Boquist, Jesper Boquist, a goal, and assist, Two points plus two, only twelve twenty-five of ice time, three shots on goal, and one more shot attempt. He was also credited with a hit, which is officially the first hit a Boquist has ever thrown. 
All right. at the United Center. It's the United Center. <laughs> exactly right. My four-star of the game goes to, thank you for putting it up because I had forgotten, number 90, Tyler Johnson. He scored again, 15 2 of ice time. It was his only shot on goal. He had another uh, shot attempt that was missed and a takeaway, but we talked about it after the last game. Tyler Johnson is one of these veteran Blackhawks that is not going, what is it, going quietly into the dark night or whatever it is. He is not going out quietly. That dude works his ass off every single game. Really like Tyler Johnson, and uh, I'm actually kind of glad he's here next year because they got to get to the cap floor, so that $5 million is very beneficial. But just in terms of attitude and example, love Tyler Johnson. Uh, Glad he's doing well. Glad he's finishing the season strong because that's a dude who has been through a lot since joining the Blackhawks health-wise. Absolutely. Anytime Tyler Johnson has success, uh, it's it's a good thing. Uh, he went 14 games without a goal, and now he's got goals in three straight. So, yep, good for him. Uh, I am gonna go with uh, I think our first time ever here <laughs> in the uh, four star segment. Nikita Zaitsev is who I'm going with. Uh, he finished tonight. He had an assist. Uh, when I originally called out to Steven, I want him as my four star. He was a plus three. Yes, he was. While the Blackhawks were down four to three, like that's hard to do. He then like 30 seconds later was on the ice for the Timo Meyer goal, but he still finished a plus two on a night where you lose six, three, if you're a plus two as a defenseman, uh, that's, that's kind of impressive when you consider Reese Johnson was a minus four and Seth Jones was a minus three could have been in a minus four with that brutal turnover. He had Seth Jones was flat out bad today. Not a good game for him. Maybe not, maybe not feeling well still. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're not talking about the, the bad players. We're talking about the good players. Zaitsev finished with the assist, plus two, uh, had a couple of hits as well for the night, and a block shot. So not a guy. He's kind of just there most nights. But, uh, you know, what the heck? It's almost the end of the season. He hasn't been named in this segment yet, sure. so there he goes. And he's not been as awful as advertised. I, that's what yeah, some yeah, people he, told me from Ottawa, saying he's not as bad as... It's, it's people just pissed at the, the contract, which is not his fault. Right. Blame the Leafs for that. Kyle, do this. <laughs> Didn't we name Zaitsev uh, four-star one night for his uh, first game? Maybe he was king of the game because he scored a goal. Yeah, I think we gave him king of the game when he scored that goal. Yeah, oh, yeah. we did. Okay. All right, Steven, yeah. check the uh, check the log. The old archives? Stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you got all those graphics saved, right? That's for, what I look over for, in my spare for, time. For yeah. a postseason scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> you write them all down. Uh, yeah, my fourth star of the night uh, was uh, one of the goal scorers, Lucas Reichel. Um, he had himself uh, his fourth point in his last five games. Uh, nice tip-in goal. I heard you guys talking a little bit about that before I uh, jumped on. And look, like he's he's been producing. Uh, this is This is a different... Lucas Reichel than we saw at this point of the season last year. Um, I think it's 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 all it's all been trending upwards, trending positive for him. Um, sixth goal of the year, eleven points in twenty games. Uh, Jay, you and I both did the same math. That's a <laughs> that's a twenty-four point and forty-five or a twenty-four goal, forty-five point pace. If he did that over an eighty-two game season with this level of teammate, um, so I, I I think that that is uh, encouraging. For, for Reichel as he continues to progress in his young career. Uh, for when this team has started to uh, get a little bit more bountiful with uh, players that also are going uh, upwards in their young careers, in their development path. So uh, good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing uh, out, of, out of Reichel. And I asked Luke Richardson uh, after the game, I said, are there any timelines set right now for him and for Alex Vlasic to get back to Rockford because, oh, boy, do they need it. Um, he said that Vlasic will take the road trip and then head back to Rockford. And he said the plan as of right now is for Reichel to finish the NHL season with the Blackhawks and then return to Rockford. So, uh, Ice Hogs fans, your, your reinforcements will be coming soon. Uh, but um, you're going to need really, to hold on until after the road trip. I really hope there's still some playoffs for Reichel to return to. There <laughs> are two game, two games, regular season games for the Ice Hogs after that. The, the Hawks conclude their season on Thursday. The Ice Hogs finish the season Saturday and Sunday, so there's two 
games he could potentially play in, and those could be two huge games because this has been a waste of a weekend for the Ice Hogs so far. Yeah. Who play again tomorrow? They have one more game tomorrow against uh, Grand Rapids. Three so, and three and three is the AHL special. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that yeah. forty-five point total we ran today, Mario. For reference, right now the leading scorer among rookies is Matty Beneers with fifty-two points. Uh, Matthias Maselli has forty-three. Mason McTavish has forty-two. Kent Johnson has thirty-eight. So if Reichel had forty-five for an eighty-two game pace, right now he'd probably be around forty-two-ish. So we'd be right be there a, in the conversation. He'd be in the for, conversation, yeah, for sure. He might he might be a, a a rookie of the year finalist if he had if he had yeah, I mean, done done this all year. He'd be leading this all year points. on this team. <laughs> He'd be leading the team oh, in yeah, points, yeah. would he not? Yeah, that's yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's I mean that's that's a really uh you know, if you if you kind of do some math, do some do some hypotheticals, um, that's a really good sign. And that's that's really all you wanna all you wanna see out of uh, guys like him and I think that's what we're going to be focusing on for, uh, you know, this time next year we're going to be doing, well, over an 82-game pace, uh, Kevin Korchinski would have done X, Y, Z. Like, I feel like that's what we're going to focus on next season too. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Radish is the team's leading scorer with 37 points in 76 games. So there Did you go. Includes two assists tonight? Uh, yes. No, uh, no. What game was tonight? 76? Tonight, tonight was game 76. Yeah, so yes, this does count tonight's game. Okay. 20 goals, 17 assists. Yeah. So there you, there you go. All right, Mario. Drive safe, man. Um, we'll talk to you next time. We're off until Wednesday. That's a Tuesday. shame. Tuesday. That's a shame. Tuesday. That's yeah. rough. Yeah. Oh, well. What are we going to yeah. do? Yeah, two days off. I, I, I don't know what that feels like. It's like a real weekend. Seriously. It's kind of really nice. Beautiful. I get to we- spend it. Unpacking boxes. Yay. Mm. I can help you unpack boxes. That I would do. I'm not moving anything. You know, I'm but gonna, I'll put your socks in the drawer. I'm going to warn you, Stacy's watching, and you're going to get a text message as soon as we're off the air. <laughs> oh, boy. You to open your to, mouth. Oh, yeah, brutal. All right, <laughs> man. Video. Thank you. We'll talk to you Tuesday. See you guys. All right. That is Mario Tirabasi. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. All right. We got a few minutes left in the show. We have, right now, 80 likes. That's pretty good. good we have two spins banked? I missed yeah. the last show. I you think we have two. I wasn't here. So, yeah, you're right. I think we have two banked. You could say we have 30. So, we I have three spins. If we get to 90, we'll add another one. All right? So, 10 more likes to add another spin. In the meantime, we're going to tell you how to look awesome on the golf course with pins and aces. They are the official Golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. I do not get compliments on the course because I suck at golf, but at least I look good whilst sucking at golf. They are family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite, the beer beef sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round and i'm going to order one of these and i'm going to test my beef sandwich theory if it can keep a beer cold it can keep a beef sandwich warm damn it i'm convinced of it beef sleeve someone ordered this and sent it to me check out pinsandaces.com use the code chgo to receive 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping again pinsandaces.com the code is chgo to receive 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping pinsandaces.com and if you want some more money in your wallet to uh, buy some of that awesome pins and aces gears gear you yes. can a uh, uh, gears my friend uh, you can give our friends over at comed and their energy efficiency program a call because they are committed to helping families and the businesses and the communities they serve save money and energy Money and energy. Who doesn't need more of both of those things? I, yes, I could use a lot of both of those things. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours 
Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free energy facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz B I Z powering biz. Check it out. Save some money, save some energy and feel better. Yeah, that's a big thing. And it is time before we get to our spins. Cause we got 94 damn 95 likes. Let's get a hundred. All right. Get a hundred. I'll add another one. Screw it. YOLO. Then we'll have uh, five spins. Let's spin until the sun comes up. Let's give our DraftKings king of the game. The king of the game, the captain of the game, number 19, Jonathan Taves. He had an assist, a shot on goal, 14 minutes of ice time in his first game since January 28th. Welcome back, Jonathan Taves. We're excited to see you back on the ice. And a reminder that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. They've got those sweet NBA, no sweat, same game parlays. The pick of the week did not win this week. My bad. My bad. It was it was a parlay for both Florida teams to win in the oh, final four. Did Miami? I don't know what happened in the Miami game. Miami just lost. Okay, uh, so we're you, over two. You guys. Uh, but it, had I been right, you would have won money. Hmm? Bad, thing, hmm? bad things happen in the state of Florida. You just hate to see that. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, but, hey, that's what makes those same game probably so much fun because you bet five bucks. If you win, you win a lot. If you lose, eh, it's five bucks. Not the end of the world. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code CHGO. New customers, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details, and we are two likes away from adding our fifth spin. I know we're going to get it one like away, so let's get to it. Let's update the tank standings. By then, we should have our like. All right, your tank standings. The Blackhawks still at the top with 54, 54 points in 76 games. Columbus has 54 points, but in 75, they got their asses kicked today. Ass jackets are back. They suck. 7 nothing Panthers. That Columbus is flat out quit. They suck, and they do not deserve the best odds at Counter Bedard because that team flat out doesn't even care anymore. Shorks are up 4-1 in the second intermission. Yes. So we could probably give them a couple bonus points if we wanted to. So Columbus second, Anaheim third with 56 points. San Jose 57, soon to be 59. And Montreal with 66 points in 76 games. So it comes down to the Hawks, Jackets, and Ducks. And uh, boy, Columbus, if there is a, if there is hockey karma, that's a team that is flat out mailing it in. At least the Hawks are trying. The Ducks are trying. The Sharks are trying. The Blue Jackets are not. Blue so, Jackets host the Ottawa Senators tomorrow. That's a winnable game. They won't. If they try. They're going to lose by four goals. If you take the Bruins to overtime, you should be able to beat the Senators. That was a fluke. That's the, That was the Bruins sleepwalking like they did against the Hawks the other day. I, should we make a, like, a fake pick of the week? <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Ottawa minus one and a half is free money. They're gonna, they're gonna. That's almost always the line. Yeah, minus one and a half. Ottawa's gonna blitz them. They're gonna win by three at least. You actually have to bet it, and I hope it has the same effect that it had on the Florida teams. <laughs> all right, and I the, hope so and too. the Blue Jackets. Win. Yeah, if I bet it, they're guaranteed to win. Maybe yeah. that's how I should do it: is bet against them all year. We should do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw in a buck too. All right, sounds all good. Right. We're doing our sounds part good. here. We're doing our part. All right, we've got our likes. We got 101 likes. So we have five spins at the tank wheel. Steven, who are we using tonight? Uh, we're going with prospectwatcher.com because uh, Tankathon is not working. Ah, well, well that's spinning blue that circles. That makes a lot of sense. All right. All right. I like your I like your strategy. So let's fire it up. Maybe we crashed Tankathon because they didn't give us enough. <laughs> Dogs fans are just picks. too excited. All right. Here you go. First one. Here Number one. Wait. Did they, is that it? Is we that, win? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Look at that. We got four in the bag. On the Beautiful. first try. I like it. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. So Chicago, changes. Anaheim, Columbus, San Jose. 
uh, and Montreal. There's your top five. The only thing that switched was Anaheim and the Blue Jackets on that one. Wow. That's, yeah, that's what you get. You Way to go, prospect watcher. All right. I like it. I like it. We win. We're, that's So we got four. Four in a bag. Oh, man. When's our next Tuesday? Tuesday night. It's a late game, isn't it? I think it's eight. I don't think it's super late. That's late. Yeah. It's late for this old man. Right, we got five spins. That'll kill 10 minutes. That means we're going to be like, <laughs> we're going to be here to two in the morning spinning at this pace. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're running out of hockey, so I'm going to embrace it. Uh, and we hope you'll join us after Tuesday's game against Calgary. Should be some fun. By the way, Charlie the Bacon Guy asked uh, earlier in the show, what are the ticket costs uh, for the last Hawks home game of the year? Uh, uh, our friends at Game Time, twenty-two bucks gets you in the door for Hawks Flyers on Thursday, April thirteenth, the last game of the season at the UC, and potentially Jonathan Taves' last game ever. If you want to jump on that, use the link in our uh, description to save at Game Time. All right, we're gonna wrap things up for Greg and Mario. Thanks to Stephen for running the show. I'm Jay. We'll talk to you Tuesday night on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.